MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 to get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. And we're also brought to you by the SGPN Bowl Challenge. $250 cash and a $250 gift card is up for grabs exclusively on the SGPN app. Howdy, howdy, generals, and welcome back to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 260. Goes out to Verdict MMA. You'll hear more about them soon, but they're a new partner of ours. Um, thanks for coming to the show. I am one of your hosts, Jeff Chalks Fox. We are back in your ears for this Saturday's final UFC event of 2022, uh, going down from the UFC Apex, UFC Fight Night, Cannoneer versus Strickland, aka UFC Vegas 66. Uh, packed six fight uh, card we will get in your ear holes very very shortly uh, first let's bring in this here co-host of mine the gummy god daniel Vreeland. hello you gave me nothing to work with yeah i mean verdict. i guess tell uh, people yeah, about I guess, verdict. yeah I, I like i like verdict so yeah we we've, we've been working with the fine people at verdict and i've been playing in a couple of their contests which by the way they got free ones. They've got paid ones. You should check them all out. Uh, but it's a, like a great way to play DFS without having to worry about uh, weird salaries and stuff like that. So uh, we'll talk a little bit about what we're going to pick later on. Uh, and it's trust me, it's a good time. Uh, you can even friend me on there if you'd like, because they do have friends on there. And it's uh, at Gumby Vreeland, as it always is. He's he's begging you, please. friend. Him on there. <laughs> all right. Verdict MMA. Um, all right. I think we should jump into this. I'm going to get interrupted a bunch of times this podcast. So let's see how much we can get, get done before I get interrupted. We're going to start with middleweights. Michael Olegsaychuk versus Cody Brundage. As I said, middleweights. And they kick off the main card. I'll tell you about Brundage first. He's 8-2 and two with four knockouts, three submissions. Been knocked out one time. 2-1 and one in the UFC. He's won two straight fights, both via finish. He's taken this fight on short notice. Uh, he was 0-1 in the contender series. Used to fight at light heavyweight. Was the regional champ. He, somehow he's got a... Uh, his strike differential is exactly zero. He's been hit as many times as he's hit his opponents in the UFC. Very strange. We've seen that a few times, though. Uh, Grappin stats in his favor, plus 230. Well, I guess I should tell you why he's uh, short notice here. Uh, this fight was originally Bruno Silva versus Albert Duryev. Then it was Albert Duryev versus Michael Olesaychuk. And then it was Michael Olesaychuk versus Cody Brunich. So um, that's these things happen in MMA as... As um, Sean Sheehan says, all right, Olesaychuk. Gus, Gus Johnson said that. Gus correct? Johnson says, that's right. And uh, Sean Sheehan stole it. That's right. Yeah, it was yeah. Gus Johnson back in the strike force days. Correct. Husser or Husser is his nickname. I think we've discussed what that means. I can't remember now. Like a knight on a horse of some sort. Like <laughs> that. A knight on a horse. Yes. Yeah, something like that. He is uh, 17 and 5 with one no contest, 12 knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out once, submitted three times, 5 and 3 with one no contest in the UFC, 3 and 1 over his last four, including a TKO win in his last fight. Used to fight at 205, was regional champ, has missed weight before. Two inches of reach on Brundage. He's almost two times more active landing strikes. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.76 strikes per minute, minus 290. Yikes. I don't like minus, I usually kick off the main card. I don't like minus 290 lines, uh, especially attached to Michael Sachuk, but 
Um, I'm taking him here. You, you got to fade a guy on short notice. Oh, Ola Sechak, better striker, more dangerous striker, more experienced fighter. So give me him, and I'll hold my nose and take the minus 290. So first of all, uh, I, I'm going to say that you're you're bucking the trend of what you were doing before where you were looking for value. Now you're, you're back to your old ways. So yep, that's true. I, I, I feel a little bit better in my core. Second of all, I'm going to ask you, first of all, Ola Shejuk is, you're right, not technically on short notice by your definition. What is your definition? A month? Yeah. But, but he's month, only yeah. he's only got two weeks more of notice than than Brundage does, yeah, to my true. knowledge. Which, so it's, it's pretty close. And second of all, Michael Ola Shejuk's record is padded with some of the very worst fighters ever to fight in the UFC. <laughs> like, let's, let's go down his list of wins. Sam Alvey, Shamil Gazmatov. Modestus Bukowskis, Gazmaridad Antigulov, Jean Volante. Uh, like, who, who's the best fighter there? Yeah, I blanked out after Sam Alvey. I heard Jean Volante. Um, Maybe I Jean, don't know. He might be the he might be the best. Guess what? His his strength and schedule is better than Cody Brundage's. So is it uh, though? Yeah, I'm looking at Nate Latshaw's website. You should look up Nate Latshaw. Uh, his winning opponent winning percentage fifty three percent. Uh, but, for his opponents, 40% for Cody Brunage. Okay, but so so that's one of the worst metrics I've ever heard. So <laughs> I, I don't mean to throw it at your guy, Latshaw or Latshaw or whatever. I, I have I have no no um, affiliation with him. Affiliation whatsoever. <laughs> yes. Okay, I good. Just so, use his stuff for stats. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say his stats are terrible. At least some of his stats are terrible. I, I hear stats that are that make sense or make sense in context and stuff. But here's let, let's talk about the context of that stat right there before we all jump on board on it being great. Treshawn Gore was three and one when he fought Cody Brundage. Three yeah, and one. He's an awesome that, fighter. That, that means he's got a 75% win rate, right? Yep. And if you look at Michael Holoshejuk, he, he's fought guys with much better win rates than that. Shamil Gazmatov was 14 and 0. That yeah, obviously bulks his record up. Is Shamil Gazmatov <laughs> better than, than Treshawn Gore? Yeah, Treshawn Gore. Hell no. Trisha Gord just choked Josh Fremd <laughs> into a different disc, like like he ripped his whole head off. Uh, and also he like knocked people out on the the ultimate fight. Like Trayshawn Gore is good. Shamil Gosmatov is not good. And oh, one just of them, make a pick, damn one it. One of them fourteen and zero, and one of them three and zero. So I'm just you're, telling people you're no, picking no, Cody Brunage. First of all, I am taking Cody Brunage. Yeah. Oh my God, a short notice fighter at plus two thirty. Oh he's, my God. He's had two weeks less camp than. <laughs> Do you think Ola Shajak like learned something special that would have helped him knock out Sam Elfie faster in those two weeks? He's no. A night on a horse though. Cody Brundage just came out and absolutely knocked out knocked out Trajan Gore and he choked out Dolce Lugiambula, who, by the way, sadly just got fired. Uh, but so did everybody that Ola Shejuk has ever beat has been fired. So I mean, like literally all five of his wins no longer fight in the UFC anymore. And, and he like has been taken down and submitted a whole bunch. I don't like him against a wrestler in that case. All right. I guess we shall differ right out of the gate as we did last episode. So um, except we're on the other sides of, of the fence uh, compared to last time he, you're taking you're back to yourself and I'm back to myself is what I'm trying to say. So, all right. Uh, before we move on, I need to tell you about our lovely friends at WinBet who help keep us in your ear holes. Ready to win money and boost your odds. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. Big breath after that. We're bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. 
Looking to get involved in the same game parlay? WinBet is your home with your WinBet. Build your own bet. Then you customize the bet you want to make. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100 and win $100. So much to choose from. And all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbed.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough and bed is available. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And we're back with Underdog Fantasy. Hooray. And if you haven't signed up already, you can still get a 100% deposit match up to 100 bucks when you use the promo code SGPN. Just go to underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN for 100% deposit match. Underdog is a great is great, excuse me, for their weekly battle royale format, as well as getting an early start with their playoff best ball. Underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. That's what you need to do there. All right, what are we moving on to? Gumby, we are moving on to lightweights. Um, Drew Dober and the King, Bobby Green. He hasn't changed his nickname yet. He's still King. Uh, King Green is 29, 13 and 1. 10 knockouts, 8 submissions. Been knocked out three times, submitted twice. 10, 8, and 1 in the UFC. He's won two of his last three. However, he's won two of his last five as well. He got TKO'd in his last fight, but that was against the current champion, Islam Makashev. He just came off a drug suspension. I think one of those tainted supplement deals. Um, he was 4-1 and one in the strike force. Multiple reach of the championships on his... Mantle? That's true. Uh, former 170-pound fighter. 2008 Pro MMA debut, two inches taller, inch of reach on Dober. Striking stats in his favor over Dober's, and he's more active landing strikes. He's got a very nice strike differential of 2.23 strikes per minute in the UFC. That's a long sample size, too, big sample size, 19 fights. Grappling stats are in his favor as well over Dober, plus 130. Dober, 25 and 11, one no contest, 12 knockouts, six submissions. He's been knocked at once, submitted four times. 11 and 7 with one no contest in the UFC. He's won two straight and five of seven. Last two wins are via, via knockout or TKO. He's fight at welterweight as well. 0-1 the ultimate fighter. 2009 pro MMA debut. So we've got a couple old heads here. Uh, two years younger than Green. He's barely outstruck his UFC opponents, but he is in the positive. Plus 0.31. Minus 155, the number on the board. And we go over to Gumby. I'm going to take Drew Jober here. Um, I think the best attributes of Bobby Green are his volume and his pressure and just kind of how like he overwhelms fighters. You know, I mean, he did knock out was ally Akinta. He recently knocked out um, who's like a million years old and just needs to go back to selling real estate. But like, apart from that, like he's largely just been like a volume puncher and he puts it on you for an extended period of time. And I, I just saw Drew Dober survive the viciousness that is Terrence McKinney and like the big bombs that is Terrence McKinney and then just, like, come forward like it had never happened. So I have a tough time believing that, like, a volume-based strike attempt here from Bobby Green is going to be successful. You know, like, I, I don't think it's going to be successful against a guy like Drew Dober. So give me Drew Dober here. I'm going green. We're just green wow. again. I'm taking a dog. Yeah, I originally, Dober was my original pick in, uh, like when I went through the first time doing picks. And then I gave it more thought, did more research. Um, green is a hard guy to land a, a solid shot on. Um, in terms of in terms of striking, very elusive. Um, I don't think Dober's going to be able to knock him out. He's fought a higher level of competition. Uh, I think he's a better scrambler and grappler as well. So I, I'm thinking he can pitter-pat his way to a decision victory here. Um, 
but obviously him, him getting knocked out is not out of the question as well. But um, I, I think there's value in him at plus 130. So give me Bobby Green. The value play again. Look not at just guy. value. I, I think he's actually, <laughs> actually going to win too. So I'm glad yeah. I'm getting a dog a money for him. Um, all right. Featherweights. Alex Caceres versus Julian Arosa. Um, we got Caceres, Bruce Leroy, 19-13 with one no contest. Three knockouts, seven submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted seven times. 14-11 with one no contest in the UFC. He's won five of his last six. The loss did come in his last fight. He was 2-1 in the Ultimate Fighter. Used to fight at featherweight. Used to fight at lightweight. Um, sorry, bantamweight used to fight at and lightweight. This one is at featherweight. Um, striking stats in his favor over Arosa. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 1.23 strikes per minute. Grappling stats are in his favor as well over Arosa, plus 145. Juicy J, Julian Arosa, 28-9. 11 knockouts, 12 submissions. Five times he's been knocked out. He's 6-5 in the UFC over three stints. However, this past stint has been far more... Um, successful for him. He's won three straight fights. He was 1-0 in the Contender Series as well. 3-1 and one in the Ultimate Fighter. Multiple regional championships on his... Mantle? Yes. Former lightweight. 2010 Pro MMA debut. Three inches of height, one inch of reach on Caceres. He's also a year younger. He also lands one and a half times more strikes than Caceres does. He's barely been outstruck in the UFC by minus 0.04 strikes per minute. Uh, minus 175 is the betting number for him. I got to take the guy with my nickname, GCJ, the same nickname as me. Um, Caceres is a hard guy to pick against. He's He seems to win when we least expect it. Like he just got off a five-fight winning streak. But uh, I'm going to go with the wild man, uh, Julian Rosas. I think he's far more dangerous, striking and on the ground. Um, and he seems to only lose if someone sparks him out. He gets knocked out, which... That's not something in Caceres' repertoire. So give me Juicy J. Yeah, and Caceres is a guy who largely wins by being like a much better grappler than somebody. Like, right, like when yeah. you took Austin Springer to the ground and choked him out, or Sung Woo Choi, who is, you know, Sung Woo Choi uh, notoriously just throws hands. Or if, you know, the guy he's fighting has nothing for him on the feet, like Chase Hooper or Kevin Kroom. But like when he fought Sadiq Yusuf, the volume was pretty similar, but like, man was Sadiq Youssef hitting him harder and and that's a hundred percent going to be the case with Julian Arosa right Julian Arosa first of all maybe even more elusive than Sadiq Youssef and second of all hits hard like him I, I, obviously we learned that in the Hakeem Dawudu fight Julian Arosa really tough to hit Julian Arosa very powerful and and definitely a better wrestler here too I think um whether or not his sub skills are better I think sort of up for debate because a lot of the submissions Julian Arosa has gotten have been like tag him and bag him kind of deals where yeah, he, he hits him with the hands and you know the Sean Woodson fight sticks out like he, he submitted Sean Woodson because he he basically had him knocked out and he was like ah, I don't know if I'm gonna get the TKO finished so I might as well wrap this one up he could do um, that here though very easily oh, too. yeah yeah it, it was probably a fun prop to watch too I'll put the intern on uh what Julian Arosa by sub is because I bet you there's some good value there Yep, Cyrus does get what well, he's got subbed. How many times did I say? Uh, seven times he's been subbed. So yeah, it definitely, uh, definitely could happen there. You said something plus, very, plus mm. five hundred. Oh really? Wow. Yeah. So that you're you're right. A lot, lot of value there on the uh, the Arosa submission plus five hundred. I like more elusive than Sadiq Yusuf. That's a very good uh, line <laughs> that you said. So it may be the title. It's kind of long, but we'll see. It, it it's penciled in. It could be the title, Dan, because I like the way that sounds. So, um. Flyweights, Amir Albazi versus Alessandro Costa. Should I remember him for the Contender Series? No. Because I don't. Because okay. <laughs> I don't. He didn't get a contract, right? Um, I, think, I, I, I think he did. I Everybody he, got one this year. 
That's true. No, I don't think he did. I think he. Yeah, no, he didn't. He he he's fought another fight since then. So he oh, won his last weird. fight. Yeah, yeah, I see that now. He was back to Lux. Yeah, so I definitely don't remember him. His nickname's No No, so that's definitely I no no remember him. Uh, he's twelve and two, three knockouts, six submissions. He's been knocked out one time. This is his debut on short notice. Um, there are three words you don't want put together uh, if you want to bet on a guy. One on the contender series. He's won seven straight fights. Last one via knockout. Was a regional champion. Three years younger than Albazi. He's been outstruck by 0.27 strikes per minute in his one UFC, uh, sorry, his contender series fight, even though he won it, uh, plus 340. The Prince, Albazi, 15 and 1, four knockouts, nine submissions, never been finished in a fight, 3 and 0 in the UFC, won his last fight via submission. He's won four straight fights overall. Used to fight at uh, Bantamweight, 2 and 0 in Bellator, multiple regional championships on his mantle. Lots of mantles in this episode. 2009, Pro made debut. Inch of height. Into reach, striking and active striking stats in his favor. Uh, he's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.78 strikes per minute. Grappling stats in his favor as well. Minus 455. Go ahead. Do you know what's another thing you don't want to hear in your debut? Fighting Amir Elbazi. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, Amir Elbazi's great, dude. Like, I've been banging the drum on Amir Elbazi as being like one of the most underrated guys uh, in this division for a long time. He was supposed to fight former title challenger Alex Perez in this fight. And when that fight fell through, Brandon Roy Vall took it. And now instead he's getting a short notice replacement who didn't get a contract on contender series. Like he, he's going to run right through him. There, there's not much to be said here. Albazi's better on the feet. Albazi's better in the grappling. This is clearly an Amir Albazi pick. Yep. Short notice or not. Like even if this was a full camp, uh, even if he had years to prepare, I, I'm going to pick uh, Albazi over Costa here. So, Okay, um, off to our co-main event, right? Yes. Armin Zarukian versus Demir Ismagulov. A very interesting lightweight uh, matchup. Ismagulov, Kwazak. Kwazak is his nickname. Q-A-Z-A-Q. Did you know that, Dan? Do you know I what didn't. it means? I didn't. You did and you didn't? No, you I did and you I, don't. I don't and I don't. <laughs> you don't and you don't. He's 24 and 1, Ismagulov is. 12 knockouts, one submission, never been finished in a fight. He's won five straight fights. Sorry, he's gone 5-0 in the UFC. He's won 19 straight fights. Uh, he's not lost since September of 2015. He was the M1 champion, was a regional champion as well. He has missed weight in the past. Three inches taller over uh, Zarukian. He's got two inches of reach on him. He's more active landing strikes. He has outstruck his UFC opponents by 1.49 strikes per minute. He's at plus 160. Uh, Zarukian, his nickname is, uh, do you know how to say it? I'll hack a lack Oh no, we do this every time it, too. It, I think it's where it's from where he's from in Greece, but yeah, he's got a, he's got a, we got a couple crazy. Isn't he Armenian? I saw him listed. I Maybe he lives in Greece now. Perhaps. Sure, let's go. Sure, Let, sure. Let's go to. He's Armenian. Oh, Georgia. Excuse me, Georgia. Yes. I don't know why I thought. He I lives in Georgia. Not he's not Georgian. Uh, he was born in. Akalakalaki, Georgia. Huh. Not not Atlanta, Georgia, the other Georgia. Interesting. But he fights out of Russia, so I don't know. I okay. don't know. And I think um, he's Armenian. <laughs> and he, perhaps he's Armenian. He's there's no Greece involved. I saw the G, and I think that my head, my brain went to Greece for some reason. But anyhow, Zarukian. I know this is this is very interesting for all you people who hear this. Uh, <laughs> Zarukian's 18 and three, seven knockouts, five submissions. He's been knocked out one time. Five and two in the UFC. He's gone five and one over his last six. He did lose his last fight though. He has missed weight also in the past. He also was a regional champion. Used to fight at featherweight. Five years younger than Ismagulov. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 1.9 strikes per minute. Very good number there. Grappling stats are in his favor. 
minus 195. Is this me or is this you? Uh, this is me. This I think. is you. This is, you just, okay. I'm taking Zarukian. Um, tough one, but uh, I, I'm a chalky guy sometimes. Last episode, I was not, but uh, I'll go with um, Zarukian. Better high level UFC experience. This is basically uh, the first high level guy is Mugulev has fought in the UFC. Um, a lot of guys he's fought don't even have Wikipedia pages. But I know that might sound like uh, silly, a silly thing to base it on, but that just means he, these fought guys aren't, aren't that experienced. Um, and Zarukian's only lost to the elite of the division. Um, so give me a younger, more experienced fighter, um, guy better at finishing and a guy who's better at striking from distance. So give me Zarukian. So by the way, uh, Demir Ismogulov's nickname, Q-A-Z-A-Q, yeah. is is an alternative spelling of Kazakh. Oh, okay. Because um, he's from Kazakhstan. There you go. Um, so that's interesting. I uh, found that out from the intern. Uh, I'm going to go with Ismogulov. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, the reason why I like him in this fight is, you know, if you look at Armin Sarukian in, in a lot of his past fights, he he really needs his wrestling. Right. With the exception of the Christos Diagos fight, like he's needed that wrestling to win, whether it be taking down and laying on Olivier Albon Mercier or, you know, the 10 takedowns against Matt Favola to stay away from that mean dude's hands. Like, sure. Is he won fights on his feet? He has, but he's largely set things up with his grappling. And when he can't really get the grappling going, he struggles, you know, like the Islam Makashev fight. You know, he, it was a fun back and forth fight. That was certainly a tough debut fight for Sarukian. But like he off, he ultimately lost it because Makashev was the better wrestler or good enough to stuff his takedowns. And you can say the same thing about Matthews Gamrot. Like Gamrot just stuffed his takedowns. And with Isma Gulov, this dude is exceptional at stopping takedowns. He's very good at it. And if this stays on the feet, I favor him just a little bit because he's a little bit more active, A. And B, he's a much better defensive striker. Like, he, he stays away from strikes at a much higher percentage than Armand Sarukian. So I think if this stays on the feet, I like Yzma Gulov um, to, to squeak out a decision. So if you guys are playing this one along with us on Verdict MMA, which, by the way, you yep. should, I'm going to take uh, Yzma Gulov. I'm just going to take him straight by decision through. I'm not going to get fancy and try to get a finish. Uh, do you like... Do you like Sarukian here to get a finish, or is this a, no. a decision monster too? No, this is this is a decision one for me uh, as well. Yeah. And I, and I'm gonna say too that I have, and and this is maybe going to lead you perfectly into the next fight. I've got way more faith on the main event than I do on this one. This one is so yeah. close. This one is a toss up. The line probably should be a little bit closer than it is. Uh, Sarukian is actually, I think he was minus 190 when I checked earlier in the day. Now he's gone up to minus 195. So I think it should be headed in the other direction, but. Nonetheless, um, middleweights are in the main event. Janin, uh, Janin, Janin, his name is now Jared <laughs> Cannonier versus Sean Strickland. Um, a couple of guys who are coming off losses, but are still at the top of the division. We'll tell you about Tarzan Strickland first, 25 and four, 10 knockouts, four submissions. He's been knocked out twice. He's 12 and four in the UFC, uh, six and one over his last five fights. He did get knocked out in his last fight. He used to fight at welterweight. He was a regional champion. 2008 pro MMA debut. Two inches of height. Seven years younger than Cannoneer. One and a half times more active landing strikes. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 1.53 strikes per minute. Grappling stats are in his favor as well. Minus 115. Cannoneer, the killer gorilla. 15 and 6. 10 knockouts. Two submissions. He's been knocked out twice. 8 and 6 in the UFC. 
He's gone two and one over his last three and five and two over his last seven. He did lose his last fight. Uh, used to fight at heavyweight. Used to fight at light heavyweight. He's an incredible shrinking fighter. He's down and in shape at middleweight now. Maybe this is something that um, Chris Dawkins could do as well. Um, we were talking about him cutting weight before. Candler could be a good role model for that. Um, was a regional champion. 2011 Pro MMA debut. Into reach on Strickland. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.23 strikes per minute. Minus 105. So virtually a pick on the board. Go ahead. I'm taking Candler here. Uh, I just think Cannonier is so much more dangerous. And, and that's going to be the big piece for me. Is that like, you know, could Strickland outpoint him for 25 minutes? Yeah, but like, dude, I'm just imagining dealing with Jared Cannonier's power for 25 minutes. And, and it doesn't seem like anything, you know, anybody who's not elusive on defense would want to do. You know, Israel Adesanya did so, but he didn't get hit flush with very much because he's, you know, he's expert at defense. Whereas Sean Strickland just showed he's not an expert at striking defense in his last fight, right? Um, so, like, I think Cannonier because he's got the ability to do harm with his his hands versus, you know, Strickland, who pretty much needs, again, the volume approach. I think Strickland's going to hurt him. And in addition to that, too, what Strickland, or Cannonier, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Well, Cannonier is going to hurt him. Uh, also, what Cannonier did to Derek Brunson on the ground, I worry could happen to Strickland too, right? Like I, I could definitely see him taking him down and just dropping elbows until Strickland's out of there too. So I think with more ways to win and in more power, I, I really like Cannonier in this fight. I hear all you're saying, but I'm still taking Strickland. Oh, um, I, dude, we could not be more off no. of this last fight. Night. Yeah. No, he's, um, yeah, I'm, uh, it, it it's going to be a dangerous game uh, to, to try to avoid Cannonier, but um, I think Strickland's a, he's a better striker. He's not more powerful. That's for sure. Um, he's better in the clinch, better on the, on the ground. Well, whether he chooses to do that stuff, I don't know. That's the thing. Um, he's also way younger than Cannonier, seven years younger, which is a pretty huge gap there. Um, this is a, a, a tough one. Uh, the, both the main economy event were tough ones to call for me, but I'm siding with Strickland um, via decision. If you want to know at verdict MMA, I'm, I'm being born again, Strickland via decision. All right. And I'm going to, for, for my verdict MMA one, I'm going to go Cannonier knockout in the second. Uh, Ooh, and like I said, I'm, I'm more confident in this one than I'm the co-main. The co-main event is so hard to call, man. Like th- that fight is absolutely insane. So yeah, I, I'm going to say, you know, put most of your XP on the main event. All right. There you go. Um, so I will recap what we have here. Gumby, Candelier, me, Chalks, uh, Strickland, Chalks, Zarukian, Gumby, Ismogulov, Chalks and Gumby, uh, Albezi, uh, both of us, Arosa, uh, Dober for Gumby, Chalks as Green, I have all of Sechak, and Gumby has Brundage. Boy, you're, we are all over the map here. Um, we'll see who is superior come Saturday, but before then, we have to make our recommended place. A hundred dollars, we can spread out anywhere we want, and um, we're gonna start with Gumby. Go right ahead with your recommended so, place. So, so we're gonna start with Gumby. Gumby's gonna gonna pull an end of the year stunt. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. I mean, we're fresh off of hitting the Hungry Man Jong Parlay, so I'm yes. just going to roll that Hungry Man Jong Parlay love right into my recommended place this week. Um, so he's given up is what he's saying, everybody. I'm I'm not giving up. I'm I'm shooting for the moon is what I'm doing because because we've okay. hit it and it's time to hit it again. Um, 
I could just feel people getting excited when I say that. I know you're not listening live, but I, I can feel you all getting excited about this. So I'm going to take a two-fight parlay. Uh, the first piece of it is I'm going to take Cody Brundage to beat Michael Olszewczyk. I'm just going to take that straight up on the money line. And I'm going to pair it with Corey McKenna to win by decision. Uh, I've seen her listed to win by decision at plus 270. So if you put those two together, you're going to get 1088. Okay. So 1088 is the the amount, and I'm going to put all 100 on that. Oh, <laughs> that is a stunt. And that is also the Hungry Man Jong Parlay as well. And yeah, I mean, that's going to be – I mean, like, yeah. if, if you guys are out there looking for a second Hungry Man Jong Parlay, which, by the way, you're sick if you, <laughs> if you need yep. more than one of those. You got some sickos, though. Um, you're sick. But I'll have a second one cooked up for after you do all your recommended plays. All right. My recommended plays uh, – let's get chalky here. 50 bucks. <laughs> all Daisy. Um, I think he's probably the most sure shot on on the card. Minus 455 is a yucky number, but put lots and lots and lots of money on it, and it'll be worth your while. Um, give me 25, Jake Matthews at minus 270. I like uh, him for that fight. That leaves me with 25 bucks, Dwight. Let's see who I want to give. Let's see what chalky chalk one I want to put the last one on. I don't have to make crazy places. Gumby does that for me. 25 on Manel Cape or Cap, minus 245. Cool. All right. So, uh, you know, if, if you sickos are out there and thinking the Corey McKenna decision, Cody Brundage uh, parlay at 1088 doesn't satisfy your need for a hungry fan junk parlay, uh, we're going to use I'm actually going to use a little of Chalk's picks here. Oh, uh, good for you. Two, two things he likes for the other hungry man, John. Hopefully you guys hit both of these. Um, Juliana Rosa wins by submission. You know, you mentioned you like that. Maybe he tags and bags him here. Plus 500 doesn't seem too bad. You pair that with Brian Battle, plus 125, you get plus 1250. That ain't bad. Yeah, I can get behind that that one too. All right. So Gummy's got Brunnage and McKenna. Brunnage to win. McKenna to win via decision at plus 1080. And he's got (laughs) Rosa via via sub Battle to win at 12 plus 1250. Then my boring place, Albazi, Moneyline, Matthews, Moneyline, cap money line you always make me look bad but we'll, we'll see i guess i don't look bad if your picks don't come through mine do so all right hopefully that is enough for you people you demanding people it's the last ufc of the year that's hopefully we go out. well one of us one of us will probably go out with a bang since we're so <laughs> or, or we're both going to be going to be mediocre maybe that's uh that's how we we used to run things we used to be mediocre all the time so we shall see come saturday make sure you get in the discord and you can see along with us sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord Fights are 5 p.m. Uh, Eastern is the prelims on ESPN Plus, and then 7 p.m. Eastern is the May card on ESPN Plus on Saturday night. Um, Discord, uh, Twitter, SGPN MMA. Gumby runs that account for us. I am at Jeff Fox Writer. He's at Gumby Vreeland. Uh, all our writings can be seen at sportsgamblingpodcast.com, including our UFC picks. I have a picks article up there now. I'll have a, perhaps by the time you hear this, I will have a DFS article for this event up there as well for you. And Gumby's done a lot of writing about the James Krause gambling scandal up there as well. Uh, you can check as well as every other sport underneath the sun. Uh, he's got the Top Turtle MMA podcast. He being Gumby just dropped uh, yesterday. It's the UFC Vegas 66 edition of it. And he has on, as I'm wasting time, Julian Juicy J. Rosa and Brian, don't call him Pooh Bear, battle. Uh, or on there with him 
uh, my Substack. Make sure you subscribe to it. At the very least, get a free subscription if you feel charitable in uh, this time of giving. This year, uh, time of year of giving, get a paid subscription and uh, motivate me to do even more writing and unlock all unlock all of my writing on there. Um, and enter the Pick'em contest. It's a free Pick'em contest. It's moneymma.substack.com. I think that's it. Anything else you need to tell the people, Dan? No, I think you got it all. You can say we we didn't get it. Well, we got interrupted one time, which is not bad considering. So <laughs> take us home before we make it two times. All right. I'm David Gobi Freeland. He's the killer gorilla, Jeff Fox. And we will see you on Sunday. <laughs>